We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. The Roto-Grinders Daily Fantasy Podcast feed is presented by Yahoo Daily Fantasy. Check out their Week 17 NFL Baller Contest, where $150,000 will be up for grabs. Use promo code GRINDERS30 if you haven't yet signed up for 30 bonus dollars. That's only on Yahoo Sports Daily Fantasy. Welcome back to the Absolutely Epic Early Week Podcast, Week 17 Season Finale. Dean here, Dean 7904. If you want to get a little technical on me, of the usual suspects once again, recording on a Monday night, batting first, leading off. It's one, uh, it's Grant Nieper. Grant, is this a, is this kind of somber? It's our last, well, I think it's our last podcast. We don't really know. I'm assuming we're not doing playoffs. I mean, I have no idea. We'll figure it out when it comes to it, but meh. Man, I guess. Sounds like you really, you really want to do a playoff podcast today. I mean, so guys, for reference, we have been talking for an hour and 40 minutes prior to the show. Not at all football related. Yeah. Man going Pretty very angry. We'll bring him in a second. <laughs> He's in full tilt mode because I, uh, apparently I, I, I uh, defamed him on Twitter for calling him a non-Star Wars fan, which again, there's things that, there are bigger things to be defamed from, man going, but. In, in your defense, Dean, he does hate Star Wars. He does. That's true. That's, that's what I understand, at least. What's up, man going? 
Yeah, Dean is just the worst, man. Like, he always spins, like, something like that happens. He always spins it the other way to make you look bad. All, all the time, man. What? I'm a team player. I wouldn't, no. why would I want to make you look bad? Dean, listen, I was clearly tilted at the time when you mentioned something, and I clearly gave you, you know, the, I, I, you know, I'm tilted, like, I'm, I, I don't know what you're talking about. I was clearly not paying attention. So you're saying you're a bad listener is what you're saying. That, that's yeah, great. no, I, yeah. Uh, listen, I'll take ownership of that, but you won't take ownership that I went out there and then I quoted something that happened in the Star Wars movie that clearly shows that I know the movies and understand and know the character you were discussing. And then you call me out on Twitter and say that I don't know it. Like it was just <laughs> horrible there. So Again, fired up. You're, you're also the guy that, you know, you've seen space falls and haven't seen star Wars, which is dumb. Like that, that's actually ridiculous. That, Cause you don't get all the jokes from it. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I'm a dog. I'm half man. I'm half dog. I'm my own best friend. Uh, yeah. Well, you know, by the end of this podcast, you're going to need that. Cause I'll be out of here, Dean. I won't be. Well, friends with you. <laughs> <laughs> the well, there's dark helmet. I understand it's a reference to Darth Vader. I get that. <laughs> there's a guy named yogurt and there's, it's a playoff of Yo- uh, Yoda, the green guy. Like I get all that. Grant, you've seen Spaceballs, right? Yes. I've seen Spaceballs, but still you should probably watch Star Wars, Dean, because you're an adult. Well, that actually, that's probably why. That's some people would argue. Big T for sure would say that's the reason why you don't watch Star Wars. But that's a whole other conversation. I, suppose. Yeah, I don't understand how there's so many full-grown men who haven't seen Star Wars that work at RG. Well, uh, to be fair, I've seen the, the the original three. You know, when I was when I was younger, the you know now it's just a money grab. Okay. Here's a billion dollars. Thank you. You made it sound as if you'd never seen anyone. No, if you don't watch the old one, or if you don't watch episodes one through three, or the new ones, that's fine. If you've seen the original three, that's understandable. I reference the characters. I'm aware. You know, there's Obi Wan, and then there's a you know Yoda, and then the you know there's no spoilers, Dean. No spoilers. Well, Van Gogh's tweeting out spoilers on Twitter. He doesn't care. Yeah, real real d bag move there, Van Gogh. I don't know what spoiler I was tweeting out, Dean, but. You said you you said you quoted out exactly what happened about General General Palpatine or something like that. I, I don't quoted know. it to you because you clearly oh. are not a good listener. I said it here and Grant heard me say it. I quoted it and I said that he died. Like there's a Darth Vader. Don't spoil Dude. things, Trav. Jeez, double down on the spoiler. I don't uh, care, Dean. Anyways, let's let's uh yeah let let's move on. Uh, and and listen, I'm actually excited and hoping that we do have an NFL podcast. Not not because I'm coming back with you guys, but because. <laughs> I actually think that talking NFL playoffs is really fun. I like the strategy aspect of the slates. Um, I just think it's a really good slate overall. And on top of that, like this slate right here, it's not not to say it's a, like this podcast is sort of kind of worthless, but um, it's, it's all guys. If you're listening to this, you guys are a bunch of fools. You fell for it. It's all, all season. It's all well. It's all news driven, right? Like this slate is. I mean, if we're not telling, it's people, not entirely news driven. There are teams that we know are playing for something, so we're specifically going to try and focus on that and less on value plays that are open up throughout the week. So there is something advantageous to listening to this at the beginning of the week because we do know certain teams are playing for something and will play their players no matter what. Suck who's who's owner, ornery uh, more right now? Like more ornery, uh, Mangone or like an old man? Returning, who's like, more horny, Mangone or an old man? <laughs> Depends if he's popped his blue pills. <laughs> it's like, you, you ever see the old man try to return soup because if he's not hot enough? That's like Van Gogh right now, but he's on a podcast. It actually had a guy do that to me when I worked at Panera Bread as a kid. He, he returned the soup. He was not. What was your favorite that. item at Panera Bread? Um, uh, probably the French onion soup. I got that a lot. Oh but. gosh, yeah, I always get the. I always get. By the way, dipping sandwiches in soup is fantastic. 
Oh yeah, it's they should invent a new soup. Like it's about time, isn't it? I mean, they do invent new soups, so they just do slight, slight tweaks on the old ones. Mm. I just, you know, I can't get excited about soup. Is soup um, a meal? French onion and tomato bisque. If you have a sandwich to dip it in, absolutely fantastic. Also, spaghettios, fantastic. Oh yeah, I yelled at. We should start talking about the football slate, but I did. <laughs> I did talk to Grant <laughs> just the two of us having a conversation and I was yelling him about it. he said he was gonna eat spaghettios for the third time potentially today, which is like not a joke. That's well I'm actually about. out of spaghettios. Now it's just the spaghettis and meatballs in a can, but same basic concept. Oh, Jesus. Unbelievable. You know, Grant, all right, just as long as it's delicious. It's got potassium. It's got a lot of things. <laughs> that's not the first thing on the label is potassium. Well, it's 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 still fair like it's got twenty percent of your daily value of potassium, something that many people in America are very lacking in. You're at forty percent then if we're doubling down. And uh, there's a Venn diagram of those that eat like spaghettios and like Star Wars, I think. Uh, I feel like that's like basically a circle. Uh we do want to mention our our, our uh, sponsor podcast uh, of the podcast Yahoo, at least as far as this last minute has <laughs> been Yahoo. I'm not sure if they listen to the first ten minutes of spot. If you guys stuck around this long, thank you. We appreciate that. But um you know, I know this is a football pod, but I did think it was worth mentioning, guys. Christmas, uh Christmas Day, of course there's a five uh, game slate uh as far as the NBA. And oh Merry Christmas out there to everybody. We don't say it at any point. Enjoy your holiday. Have a good time. Uh have you guys seen this, Grant? Are you aware of this? That man going, I believe I tipped you off earlier today. Tons of overlay on Yahoo, $200,000 in prizes given out. They're only collecting $150,000. Only one-third of the slots have been taken as of right now. Uh, sign up for this. If you guys listen to the podcast on Monday or Tuesday or Wednesday morning, you should be max entering this 20 times. Mango, you're on this or no? Yeah, um, I, I entered and uh, I'm in. So uh, excited. Like I said, I, I like the Christmas slate a lot. Uh, it's good times. Uh, so I'm going to be in on the Yahoo slate and playing uh, to win all the money. There you go. And, of course, Yahoo's going to have uh, their usual slate uh, for football as well, and they'll have a playoff slate as well just to make Mangone happy. I love how Mangone's like there's a strategy to playoffs, like as if there's not a strategy to, like, everything. But okay. Yeah, but, like, there's like there's less news that's driven, and, like, it's a three-game slate. So with it being a three-game slate, there's concentrated ownership in areas, and it's more intriguing in my opinion. Fair I don't enough. know. I, I like the shorter slates for tournaments more. I think it's interesting. I think the the game theory talk gets better. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I like it a lot. So I'm excited for the, the three, four-game slates, the showdown slates, all the good stuff. So uh, I'm in on it. I'm just mad at myself. I could not properly pronounce the word ornery earlier today, and I kind of bought it. pronounced horny. Ornery? Horny. Uh, well, <laughs> series, like, getting confused. Uh, yeah, so uh, obviously everybody's playing – 15-gamer, 16-gamer on, on Yahoo, I presume. They include the San Francisco-Seattle night game, which got swapped in. There's no games on Thursday. There's Beast no mode's playing. Yeah, that's exciting. Uh, we're definitely excited about that, but that's only going to be for like a showdown deal because it's a Saturday night game, Sunday night game. Um, but, like, and we assume he's in good shape. Like, what has he been doing the last months and such? Like, does it matter? Because they have no bodies left. Why are we talking about Seattle? Well, I guess we can. Yeah, play Beast Mode. End of, end of that analysis. We don't even know his price, but just play him. Sure, why not? Mango, you were right there. Let's set the table because as far as the slate, uh, information driven is the most, like it's always information driven, but this is the most important thing is before matchups, before anything, uh, information, understanding who has motivation, who's playing for what, who's going to be on the field. Um, and I know Baltimore, of course, already came out Monday and said they're not playing their studs. Um, I think Houston said they're going to be playing their guys for what it's worth. I'm fairly certain Buffalo's actually locked into the five spots, so keep an eye on that one. I'm not sure if that's a, uh, reflected in the line. Yeah, so Buffalo is only a one-point favorite at home versus the Jets. 
So Mangone, that's uh that's shady, is it not? Yeah, um, all these lines are going to be shady for sure. Like, uh, we're going to have to obviously wait and see kind of what happens and, uh, kind of just see what the news is going down with, right? Um, and, and then play the teams that are spots where they have to try, right? Like, uh, one guy is like a Michael Thomas, right? He's a phenomenal play, like a guy that's fighting for the seating and everything like that. So, uh, yeah, jamming a guy like him in there makes a ton of sense. Uh, so yeah, overall, just going to play the guys who are trying to play for stuff and then play the value around it that we get throughout the week. Ten spots have been claimed already as far as the playoffs. Two are left up for grabs. Uh, I pulled up 538 as far as the percentages. Philadelphia's got a 75% chance of making the playoffs. Tennessee, 56%. Dallas, 25% chance. If they can find their way off the, the runway, off the tarp in Philadelphia, I'm not sure if they're still stuck there or not. Uh, Pittsburgh at 37%. And then, of course, the Raiders need some goofiness to happen. They're currently 8%. Uh, Grant, so this is this is what's dra- going to drive the slate, correct? And a lot of it we just don't know yet as far as who's motivated and who's not. Yeah, I mean, that's that's to a certain extent. But, like, they're still – like, Winston's trying to go for well over 5,000 yards. Like, they don't have anything to play for, but they'll still keep chugging along. Like, a lot of these teams are still going to play their guys. And a lot of guys are playing – like, Phil Rivers. There we go. Mentioned him 16 weeks in a row. Uh, Phil Rivers – Going up against KC, potentially his last game in a Chargers uniform. Interesting spot. Like, there's a lot of teams that are playing for stuff, and just not only teams that are playing for the playoffs, but San Francisco, Seattle, obviously playing, not even on the main slate, on the Yahoo slate. But Green Bay, like, needs to win in order to potentially get a first round by. New Orleans needs to win in order to potentially get a uh, home field advantage throughout the playoffs. Like, there's other teams that are still not playing for something, but – they are playing for – they're not playing for playoffs, but they're playing off for better seating. Kansas City, New England, both two teams that are doing the same thing. So um also gives a little bit more credence. Games that are going to be a blowout, like New England, probably going to be a blowout according to the spread, but still they might be trying to run up the score just to make sure. There's 16-point favorites versus Miami right now, and I got a credit. Uh, I found this in the Twitter machine before we went on air. I was kind of looking at – you know, people always talk about landmark stuff and Mango, and you like this narrative stuff too, and – uh, this was from Chet Grisham. Uh, I think I got the name correct. I apologize if I did not. But McCaffrey, of course, we've been talking about this one the last couple of weeks. He needs 67 yards receiving to join the 1,000-1,000 club. I think it's – oh, man, who has the number as far as he needs uh, total yards to take down CJ 2 uh, around 250? I think it's around – no, I think it's 195. Okay, yeah. And Joe Mixon needs 25 yards. Lindsey needs 42. Saquon Barkley out of nowhere needs 89 to hit 1,000. And as far as receivers, uh, all these guys need 100 receiving yards, but let's say under 100 receiving yards to get 1,000. People care about 1,000 yards. Uh, Chark, Boyd, Kittle, Mike Williams, Grant's boy, uh, Beckham, Eckler, which is interesting, uh, AJ Brown, and Scary Terry McLaurin. Mango, and I know you love your narratives. Of course, there's a players going for bonuses too, which I'm sure we'll learn more out, uh, more as the week progresses, but how much do we care about this stuff? Um, I think I care about it, like, once we hear – I know there's normally someone that tweets out, like, you know, the the guys that, like, need it for, like, money reasons. Like, there's there's yeah. incentive bonuses, right? When when there's money on the line, these guys are definitely going to be gunning for it. So, um, yeah, and then some people have the conspiracy theory. Well, the, the coach isn't going to make sure they call plays for him so they don't have to pay him, right? But uh, I don't think that's the case. Uh, I'm in on the, uh, you know, those narratives, and, and we'll wait and see kind of how they shake up throughout the week and how important they are, right? There'll be some coach speak, I'm sure, on the CMC stuff. I'm well, sure it doesn't come out of the coach's pocket, though. The coach doesn't pay the bonuses. 
Yeah, well, I mean, who knows? The GM might send it down, right? He might tell the uh, coach. I don't know. But again, these are the conspiracy theory guys, the guys with the tinfoil hats. This is not me. Uh, I'm the one that I, I think that the the bonuses matter, right? And they're going to, you know, do their best to kind of help get their guy the ball and whatnot. So, uh, yeah, I, I'm curious to see what those are. And again, like the CMC thing, right? Like hearing what the coach speak throughout the That's weekend. That's real. Is gonna be, yeah, well, it's going to be intriguing, right? Like what is the coach speak? Are they like really trying to get him in? Um, following that throughout the week, I think is very important in trying to make decisions on if you want to play the guy, if you want and not, don't want to. But also, I don't think it's like things just to, uh, you know, like you're playing because of that, right? We look at the matchups and diving all the other stuff too as well and just see the construction and how it shapes up. Yeah. I mean, Grant, I don't think matchups matter as much this week. And also, like, we don't know who's going to be out there. So. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think matchups do matter in the extreme cases. Like, if you're going up against Jacksonville, which Indy is, and they're still playing for something. Like, Mac is a perfect spot, and Brissett's in a perfect spot. Like, there are certain matchups where they are unequivocally bad against either the run or the pass. And so playing guys that are going against that defense, if they're even playing for something, is still a good spot. You know what's actually a really good thing to look for? And, like, I don't know. I feel like people don't look at this enough. Like, um, whenever it's, like, 1120 or 1125 right before, uh, you know, all the inactives come out, I always look and make sure to see, like, who they are, right? Like, are they the offensive linemen? Like, what changes are they making? And I wouldn't be shocked to see, like, just random rookies and random young guys they want to see get work just get run. And that could be a spot maybe to exploit things. So um, look for opportunities there where maybe, like, some random guy, you know, gets benched in, in the, you know, secondary. And it's, like, a young guy in there where, you know, he clearly might not be that good, but they're just trying to get an evaluation on him. So there could be some opportunity to really take advantage of some matchups that you might not even know about until, like, uh, Sunday morning. Yeah, I mean, it's all case by case, but, like, you're right. Like, some teams might treat this like a preseason game. Like, Baltimore is going to be they, – they scratched a bunch of their players already, and I, we were going to talk – we were trying to talk about a pre-show and seeing how teams uh, adjusted as far as the – not teams, sites adjusted for the prices. Let's dive in and break down the quarterbacks. We go position by position, obviously. The highest total on the board currently is Atlanta versus Tampa, two teams that are playing for nothing. Uh, with a 49 total, the lowest one on the board currently is the Jets and Buffalo at 36 and a half. Uh, otherwise, we have New Orleans and Carolina at 47-ish, Arizona at the Rams at 47-ish, Tennessee at Houston at 46, KC at home at 46 versus uh, Grant's favorite team, the Chargers. Get excited, Grant. Um, yeah, so there's no, like, overwhelming number. number and, uh, you know, it's Atlanta versus Tampa, two teams that have enough to play for, but obviously good pieces for fantasy. Uh, that, that is that the game that's jumping out to us, Grant? Is that what we're looking as far as our quarterbacks? Because Winston, I already heard his name once today. I mean, I think Winston is a guy that is definitely very much in contention. He's not got a whole lot of guys to throw to, but it's going up against Atlanta. Their defense has been better in recent weeks, but still a team that can give up a lot of points to composing quarterbacks. And it really doesn't matter too much for Winston anyways because he's just going to be chucking the ball over and over and over again because that's what Winston loves to do, whether it's to the opposing <laughs> defense or offense. doesn't matter. He uh, doesn't love throwing a ball to the other team, I'm just going to guess, but he does it. I mean – Actions speak louder than words, Dean. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, he's definitely a guy near the top that I'm, def- that I'm looking at. Uh, Drew Brees, he still has something to play for. It's not a great matchup going up against Carolina. It's a decent matchup, though, like, overall, and they're expected to score 30 points. And, again, they're playing for the first overall seed. And if not, they're playing – I think – do they have the tiebreaker over Green Bay? I can't even remember. Mango, you're the Packer fan. You should know this. Um, sorry, I was, I was, I was distracted. You said they have the tiebreaker, the Packers against the Vikings? 
I, I don't know if the if New Orleans has the tiebreaker over Green Bay. It's an interesting uh, scenario. Here. Yeah, I think they they control. I, I believe they control their destiny. I was looking. They at control their destiny over Green Bay, but not over San Fran. But the San Fran game's at night, so New Orleans. Yeah. No matter but, what, is going to try and win this game. And win yeah, they're they're. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know exactly all of them. You just look that up because I, I know the Packers. Though, like they, it was big for them to win this game because if they beat the Lions, they guarantee a bye for sure. Okay, so that's interesting. There, that means that they have the. Like regardless, Saints are playing because they San Francisco has a tiebreaker. Over yeah, but them. regardless, they're all pl- right. They're all playing for that buy. Like I'm expecting these guys to be gunning for it. I don't expect them to be looking at the sidelines too, right? Um, I, I just think that all these teams they're gunning for the bye week or the you know the home game too because there's value in that. So uh, all these teams are fighting for it, in my opinion, at least at the top. You know, the Niners, the yeah. Saints, the Packers, and uh, uh, Seahawks as well. And yeah, four Niners, but. Yeah, so Breeze makes a good play. Mahomes still gunning to try and get the first round by there, although it's a little bit less interesting. Don't they need New England to lose. Yeah, they need New England to lose versus Miami, so it's not really the most likely scenario um, that Casey is really trying. And I believe... let me ask you this: Can they scoreboard watch to cut you off? But could they could they be scoreboard watching and watching New England getting like just absolutely walloping Miami, and then at some point just say, "What's the point? Why is Mahomes still out there?" I mean, I don't even know if they're playing at the same time. They generally schedule it that way, but it looks like Kansas City is playing at the same time. So yeah, they can scoreboard watch. So don't, don't, don't they typically? Yeah, they put them at the same time, and like don't they normally put them at like four or something? But I feel like did, they Houston beat Kansas City though, so they need the win in order to get the three seed which I don't know if it entirely matters. Would they rather play Buffalo or Tennessee? I don't know if that's on their mind. I'd rather play Buffalo, I think, the way Tennessee, like the way Tannehill's playing. I don't know. Tough call. Yeah, it's an interesting stuff. But, yeah, so that's that. Like, Rodgers going up against Detroit. Tannehill still playing for something against Houston, probably the Houston B squad. Um, if any case, he's probably playing for a future contract. So all these guys up the top are very much in play. But a lot of the guys in the middle, I think, are interesting. Brissett's the one that really stands out. He's going up against Jacksonville. They are still in the playoff hunt. They still have a shot at it. There's a few things that need to happen, but I think they're second in line. Like, if Tennessee loses, they are in, I believe. The Colts can get in? I thought the Colts couldn't get in. No, they can't get in. No, they can still technically get in. I forgot. But there's six different other scenarios that also have to happen. So incredibly unlikely. Like them in Oakland are, I still think, in the hunt. But According to CBS and the 538, the Colts are out for what it's worth. I mean, they're almost <laughs> entirely statistically eliminated. They need some team to win, some other team to win, some other team to lose, and they have five other teams that they need to win to get strength of schedule. It, it sounds like they're out like Philip Rivers is out in uh, San Diego. <laughs> yeah. Let it go, man. Just let it go. The Colts are not going to make the playoffs this year. Yeah, but I mean, Brissett's trying to make, they're trying to figure out if he's the QB of the future. Like luck doesn't look like he's coming back out of retirement. I don't know. It's, it's interesting here with Brissett. Um, I thought you just spun the conversation right off the fact that you said the Colts are going to make the playoffs. I mean, they still are, they're still not technically. I need to double check because I'm seeing different things in different places, but there's a rumor that like they're, the Colts are holding out on Andrew Luck coming back. I I saw that the other day. I was like, yeah, good luck. That's why they they want him. No, like they're just like they're 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 kind of hoping he comes back. Like, oh, oh I got they're, they're still Man, waiting. The analysis uh, on this show has been fantastic so far. <laughs> it's Big Seventeen. Like again, the analysis is really rough because it's all about kind of trying to figure out who's playing and who's trying and who cares. And for what it's worth, I saw a note that Houston allegedly says everybody's going. This is Monday night, so according to Monday, Houston says they're, they're all there's all system goes. Well, I think it's because 
like they might be playing the sixth seed and they would much, much rather play Pittsburgh or Oakland. I don't think anyone's going to argue with that they would rather play Pittsburgh or Oakland. How is Pittsburgh potentially a playoff team? Good yeah, lord. It's, it's, it's bad that they're potentially. Worst, that would be the worst offense to ever make the playoffs. I don't want them to make it because then we're like forced to play that defense in, uh, in, and on the slate. And I don't want to be forced to play. Or maybe defense. Buffalo will be the worst offense to ever make the playoffs. I don't you know. be quiet. Josh Allen is a saint. <laughs> That's not true. <laughs> That's definitely not true. Um, but Phillip Rivers, last game going up against Casey, going to be a high scoring affair. Uh, Phillip Rivers, 5,400. I guess I have to keep mentioning him. You really don't have to. Like, you can. Dak going up against Washington, it's a good spot. He's 6,300. They're playing for something. I'll give you two teams that aren't playing for something that are in the highest total and are probably still going to try. It's uh, it's Tampa Bay and Atlanta. Like, I, I'm wow. looking at those two quarterbacks. W- welcome to the podcast five minutes ago. I, don't, I mean, listen, you, you guys were talking about Phillip Rivers for most of the pod, so, uh, yeah. No, we weren't. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no. Been. But just, but just like those two guys are definitely like the chalk in my opinion right now. At least that's what I'm thinking. I think that most people are going to gravitate towards them. I don't care that they're not playing for nothing. Like I, I'm going to look to play them right now. Uh, like I said, uh, we got a guy like Jameis who he's still kind of playing for his job, I guess you could say. And, uh, you know, I don't know. Atlantic still keep his, is still trying out there. Uh, don't know why, but they are. So I'm still cool with riding those quarterbacks out despite that they're not playing for anything. We got any cheapies that are interesting? Um, I mean, so we're gonna get like these. I mean, we got Robert Griffin the third. I'm not gonna do that, right? Against that defense, that's one of the guys that popped in there. Um, yeah, what's Greer? Greer's going. He's going with the Greer Saints, is who we thought right? he was. Yeah, you're not playing David Blau. I don't know. The cheap ones are rough. Uh, yeah, there is one guy that is very interesting to me. Okay, Mister Case Keenum. Yeah, uh, he's gonna be the starter, I presume, right? Yeah, most definitely. So. He's gonna be slinging the ball. He clearly has a connection with McLaurin. He's probably an upgrade over Haskins. He's 4,600. Like, Keenum, he's put up some decent games this year. Dallas is an alright defense. They're not good. They're just entirely mediocre. Um, and Keenum, like, he put up 16 points in, what, half of a game last game? We've seen him put up 20 points earlier on this season. He's gonna be slinging the ball. Like, Case Keenum is interesting at 4,500. He's probably still playing for a job for next year. How old is Case Keenum? I feel like he's like 32, but I, I think he is 32. Okay. I'll take, I'll take the Well, he, first of all, he did five years in college because, uh, and that's why he set every single record. He's 31. Okay. Camp is age now. I'm taking the under on 32. He's 31. He's 31. Winner, winner. And the other part of that is like at this point, Monday night, like as we keep talking about, is like we don't know what kind of value is going to be out there. Like, I think there's going to be value, and I think we're going to be able to spend on the quarterback we want. I think we're going to be able to get CMC. Is that, like, our assumption? We just don't know who it's going to be right now, which, again, we're recording this Monday night, and it's kind of sort of tricky. We're just kind of throwing some darts out there. But uh, I don't know if we're going to need to dig that low, essentially, is the, is the point I'm making. It just um, depends, like, right? Like, what if CMC is a great play, right? What if, like, Thomas is and then Julio Jones? Like, like, I mean, could you jam them all in and see what happens? Like, if you do that, um, right now maybe. I have it. It's 3.6K per position. Like, you know, you punt the defense down. Let's just pick a – we'll pick a, a 2.5K defense. We won't go all the way down. Now I'm at 3.82 uh, – yeah, 3.82. Um, yeah, I don't know. Like I said, I think it's interesting, right? We're going to have to look for one of these quarterbacks maybe. Like, if one of the cheap guys comes out of nowhere and pops. Like, Keenum is probably the guy, though, if you have to pick one, like, on Tuesday or Monday, whenever you're listening to this thing. Keenum's probably the guy at 4.5K if you have to pick a cheap guy. 
Yeah. Uh, well, the Pittsburgh defense is 3K, which is kind of interesting. You mentioned defense. I kind of pulled it up, and I was just kind of looking at it. Um, yeah, Grant, you have any other quarterbacks you want to throw out there? How about your boy, you know, you're the greatest quarterback of all time, who probably won somebody in a million maker last week. You don't want to, like, take a picture It did win that? someone a million dollars last week, Dean. Thank you for mentioning that. Um, Ryan Fitzpatrick is 5,800. He is going to sling the ball, but he is going up against New England in a 14.5. And, uh, Grant, yeah, something's got to give. The greatest quarterback of all time against, you know, one of the top-end defenses. Uh, something's yeah. got to give. I mean, I definitely have some interest in his wide receivers and Gusecki, but – uh, Fitzpatrick, like, depending on what we see, yeah, maybe he's in play. It is amazing. I'm, it's kind of scrolling through. I'm trying to find, like, anything that pops as far as a quarterback, and nothing's really appealing. Of course, you can always play Mahomes, and I'm a little bit curious how that's going to work with, like, their incentive. If we're seeing New England absolutely wallop Miami, it might get pulled. Um, Tannehill's been good, but the price has kind of sort of adjusted them to some degree. Winston's, like, the only guy you can stack with his defense, which is just amazing. Like, that, that's probably the only positive correlation in any quarterback. I'm sorry, not his defense, the defense he plays against, I should have said. Um, Jones? Jones versus Philly? What's his price on Yahoo, man? You have Yahoo up in front of us? Because he's 6'4 on DK. Um, I, I wonder if Jones, I, I feel can, like Jones I can is find it there. really quick. If, what about if Kyler Murray's out? Brett Hundley. Yeah, so I, I was looking at that, and they said basically he most likely is going to go or he's going to go if he's fine, which seems like a why. It doesn't seem necessary, but, like, he's definitely was dinged last week, and, oh, Hundley's 4 5 no, yeah. Daniel Jones is $28 over on Yahoo. Same price as Kirk Cousins, uh, $1 cheaper than Garoppolo and Mayfield. Anybody jump out there for you as far as quarterback? Um. Say, I mean, Rodgers is in a dome and $31. I just worry they get up and then they just run the ball. That's the big problem there. Uh, I'm looking for a quarterback, right, that's going to have, like, the pressure put on him for most of the game. They, they have to keep throwing. Uh, Matt Ryan's $32. There we go. That's probably the guy there at his price tag. 32 looks good for Matt Ryan in the dome against Tampa Bay. Russ Wilson's $32. By the way, uh, last week we talked about if only the Seahawks can be behind and they're forced to throw the ball, they would absolutely destroy against Arizona. And they were down, like, two or three touchdowns in the fourth yeah, quarter. Yeah, down and- two or three linemen. Well, yeah, well, and their linemen stink as is, right? Um, but, uh, their, their two top receivers <laughs> did not have a catch until the fourth quarter, which is just wild. It was like the yeah. perfect scenario for Wilson and it just didn't work out. Um, yeah. So Beast Mode's going to come back with no linemen. Is that what you're saying? I mean, he doesn't need linemen. He's Beast Mode. He's his own lineman. Well, I mean, let's be honest. They didn't, he didn't play with good linemen the entirety of his career in Seattle. Yeah. Um, so CMC, we want to play him at home versus New Orleans. We assume, like, he's just going to keep doing his stuff. Maybe if he breaks the record, they might pull him out and, like, you know, tip his cap or whatever, and that, that could be it. Who knows? But if, if he, he breaks the record, record then he enough. more than certainly made value. Yeah, that's sort of my thought process as well, too. Like, I, I can kind of sort of see that. Just give this guy a reprieve and let him relax uh, last game of the season. They uh, took him out for a few plays last game. Did they? <laughs> I, did, I didn't look at his snap count. I know it's been 100 in the last couple weeks. <laughs> yeah, no, they took him out for, like, the last drive just because they were down so much, which that's I'm not right. happy about. I needed, like, two more points out of him. I was very angry, too. Uh, Saquon, is he back, Mango? I mean, he's back, but, like, do we want to play him against the Eagles, right? The Eagles isn't our favorite spot, and, you know, he's the most expensive running back uh, on the slate besides CMC. Um, I get it, right? He's been phenomenal, but I don't know. I don't think I'm going to end up going to CMC this week. It does seem like this team, uh, I don't know if you saw the video, like Eli Manning and Daniel Jones were out partying after their win playing flip cup together. Like, <laughs> they're having a good time, right? Uh, you know, were they smooching girls like Sam Darnold? 
No, I don't think that was going down. Uh, you know, Eli's a, Eli's a married, good family man. Uh, I don't know about getting, getting done. So. <laughs> but yeah, I, I just don't think I need to be going to the Giants, uh, in this spot. I think I'll end up passing on a guy like a Barkley. Um, yeah, CMC, right? He's the guy I want to end up jamming in there, but the rest of them, it's not the prettiest situations here. Um, Zeke makes sense, right? At 8K against Washington, you would assume that they just absolutely feed him here in this spot. Uh, you assume he actually has a big game that, you know, they have the positive game script. They're at home in the dome. Uh, you know, they're, they're favorites. It seems like Zeke is probably the guy at the top. Um, that's probably the one I'd go to. The one guy you, you got to consider too at 8.2K. Cause again, the Packers are trying to win this game and it's in a dome, right? Again, Detroit. We like to target them. That's Aaron Jones. If Jamal Williams is out, yeah. like Aaron Jones, uh, 100% of the snaps, like, uh, you know, the Twitter Twitter DFS is going to go crazy. They're going to be so excited they get 100% Aaron Jones snaps. So, um, yeah, I think that those two guys are the top two candidates at the top side CMC. He's fully priced for what it's worth. Jones is the third most expensive running back on the slate, but you're right. He can absolutely smash here if he's uh, delegated like 85% of the snaps or something like that. If we see an injury with Williams, he got hurt on Monday night. Uh, Grant, the running backs at the top besides CMC, your thoughts, and feel free to work your way down. I mean, I kind of like all of them. Uh, like, Barkley is doing really well recently, and it was clear that he was injured or, like, still injured or had a mental issue that he was trying to – mental block he was trying to deal with. He's clearly back right now. He's been crushing the last two weeks, ran against easy targets, but now it's a matchup versus Philly. Not easy, but he's going to get dump-offs. Like, the guy is very good and has huge upside. Outside of that stretch after he got injured, he was great in every single game pretty much his entire career. Um, so, like, Barkley at 8,700, I like. Jones, I like. Henry, like, if he's back from his injury, we saw what he was doing beforehand, can absolutely have a monstrous game. I like him. Zeke, Kamara going up against Carolina's terrible run D. Like, he's going to be heavily involved. They're not good. They're going to have a lead. The game script is good. Kenyon Drake, 7,100 going up against the Rams. Drake has just been on an absolute tear recently. If Murray's out, they'll probably rely on more. And Hunley was dumping off the ball to him pretty often in that game. So he's another guy. Mack. And I may not be playing for anything, but it's against Jacksonville and their terrible, terrible, terrible run defense. Sanders probably not going there. Like that, that's where it kind of tails off a little bit. Sanders probably not going there. Gurley, they really don't have any reason to use him too much. They still got him under contract for a massive contract. So there's no reason for him to play him when they're out of the playoffs. Freeman is interesting, but yeah, going up against the top rated DVOA run defense. So not going there. Where it starts to get interesting again is going to be the Minnesota situation with Boone or Madison. Either one of these guys, like I know they didn't do great, that Boone didn't do great today, if I remember correctly. Uh, but he's still a guy, he's 5,300, offers some value there. Then mid-tier, like Phil Lindsay, I think he's going for a thousand yard. Raiders run defense has not been good the second half of the season. He's a good running back. He's 6,100. Melvin Gordon going up against Casey, not a great run defense. They're not keeping around next year. No reason to run Eckler when they have Melvin outside of getting Eckler to be thousand yard receiving bonus will mostly keep him in there on third downs. Those are the guys I'm looking at and then old man Adrian Peterson. Forty nine hundred. I mean he's he's definitely a guy that's in play. Eckler, by the way, needs fifty receiving yards to crack a thousand. You mentioned Lindsay he needs forty two yards on the ground to crack a thousand. We talked about Barkley needing eighty nine for what it's worth. Uh, man, go. And a bunch of names are thrown out there. Anybody you want to elaborate on? Anybody you want to dispute? Or you want to just kind of move on from there? 
Um, yeah, the, the one thing I was going to say about Adrian Peterson, am I, like, hearing this correctly? Let's say this is his last game. Like, isn't he, wasn't he a huge Cowboys fan? Wasn't he going to go there at some point in his career, Grant? Is that a thing? He wanted to. He was a Cowboys fan, and they were thinking about, he was thinking about signing there, and then. Yeah. Maybe there's some narrative. There. I think he not. said he's coming back, or he wants to come back next year. Feel free to Google that or Twitter. No, I think he is least. coming back, though. Like, yeah. he's been crazy good. Like, it's weird. Like, and crazy good for, like, the age he's at, right? Not, uh, you know, just in general, but. It's relative, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, I, I don't know if you mentioned Marlon Mack, Grant, but six point. 9K on Marlon Mack is uh, it feels like welcome to the podcast, Trav. <laughs> um, yeah, and I'm, I, I didn't hear it, and I'm just saying I don't know if you mentioned it, but this is a great one. I'm I mean, I gave I gave a pretty big list. I'm not gonna be angry. Yeah, yeah. So Marlon Mack at 6.9K, he's a guy that I think is a really good play. That people might say, ah, it's expensive. He doesn't catch the ball enough, but uh, he could easily break a slate, especially against the Jaguars. So like Marlon Mack, I think he could be a contrarian option. Devontae Freeman, another guy. Uh, you know, he's been really good. I, the Tampa Bay is like the one issue, right? They've been kind of a, a problem on the ground, but he. He's been really good overall. My one worry is the work he's he's getting. If the targets are there, I'd be in on Freeman a little bit, but um, not one of my favorite plays. In that the targets game. have been there. He got 11 last game. Yeah, for sure. And, and if uh, if he continues to get him, the problem is I don't know if he can promise me those. Um, yeah, Mango, so, not to cut you off, but like the Mac thing, uh, that's what concerns me. He's he, it was two weeks where he's hurt. Week 14, he had 41% of the snaps, then 45%, and last week 48%. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't know that the snaps were that low. That's, that's pretty bad. Why? Yeah, well, that, that was There's blowout, been some right? blowouts there for what it's worth. Yeah, yeah there's I, been blowouts in every single one of those. Okay, yeah. but what is Indianapolis instead of the run back into the ground? Um, what's Carolina's? Like, yeah, they might. Yeah, they just might not. Well, care, they have the like, gimmick for you know CMC is going to have an all time year. But like, they just might not care. They might just be like, hey, like we, this guy hasn't played much this year. We just want to play him. Like, you know, why yeah, it's for the fans team. They hurt, still right? aren't technically eliminated. And yeah, Carolina has... for a couple of weeks or so, and you know, he just might want to play, man. They <laughs> are eliminated according to five thirty eight and CBS. I don't trust five thirty eight. <laughs> like I said, that, 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 that's that's something I'll worry about as the week goes on, right? I'll, I'll listen to the news, and obviously, if someone's not going to get as many snaps, I don't want to mess with them. Um, you know, uh, Grant mentioned his Chargers, I'm sure, so I don't have to mention them. Uh, you know, do what you want with them. Uh, you know, Grant's the Charger guy on this podcast, but uh, yeah, uh, we didn't mention the the Baltimore guys, and it's kind of unfortunate, right? With Mark Ingram out, I wish we could play some of these guys, but the matchup is really tough against Pittsburgh. Uh, that's one of the frustrating parts of it because I think that could be a, a spot you could look at. Edwards and Hill should split. Here's here's a predicament that may happen. Uh, Buffalo is locked in at the five spot. I think they probably rest Singletary. Does that mean old man Frank Gore gets a bunch of run or, like, Yeldon gets some run at 3K still why, minimum? Why are they resting Singletary? Like, because they're locked in at the five spots. But, like, why not just – like, Dean, but you're not the coach, right? Like, you're just assuming – I said it may, this is a scenario that may happen. It's a predicament that may happen. I'm not okay. saying it will. Yeah, I, I don't know. It's a hypothetical. Like, sure. So if they do, like – I mean, you're probably not playing similar. Is 4K Frank Gorgon having? Again, this matchup's really bad, right, against the Jets. Like, this is not a good spot. So, um. Lowest total in the slate. Yeah, I'm just throwing it out there. I'm just asking a question. Yeah, yeah, you're asking, yeah. I mean, you know how they say. You're asking the, what's, stupid questions. You know, what, what's Steve? the phrase? No question's a dumb question? Uh, this, no, this is not a dumb question. I stand by my question. <laughs> Listen, Dean, what an idiot. Dean, right, show Mango? me. You, you know, show, Mango, go return your soup. It's not hot enough. Dean, show <laughs> me your Frank Gore lineups. On Sunday, and then we'll talk, okay? You screenshot. Why am I playing Frank Gore? I, again, I, I said a hypothetical, and what if Frank Gore sits too? He's an old man, and maybe they said, let's, let T.J. Eldon have some fun out there. I don't well, know. Fra- Frank Gore ain't sitting, man. They're trying to get him that touchdown record maybe, right? Is that, is that going down? What's his touchdown record all time? Talk about? Yeah, there is. He's on the list somewhere. Let me, talk about some other running backs, and I'll find it. Oh, so then maybe what you're saying wasn't a stupid question. 
Um, yeah, it's probably that's a dumb question, but uh, you didn't know that. <laughs> but it was you have a good answer, yeah, whatever. No, but it's a well, it's a tough matchup, obviously. But you know, I, I kind of want to look at this narrative. Hold on, give me a second. In the world of a salary cap, uh, Grant, open up receivers for us. Okay, well, Michael Thomas very clearly the top option there. Um, Carolina funnels targets to opposing wide receivers. I think they have the highest target rate in the entire league. While they do have a decent pass defense, no one can stop Michael Thomas. It's just ridiculous to try. Julio Jones going up against Tampa Bay. Their pass defense has been a lot better in recent weeks, but Julio Jones is still going to be like a 15 to 20 target guy. Last two weeks, 15 and 20 targets. So he's a guy that is very much in play there. Adams going up against Detroit. Like the top actually has some good options. Then there's a bit of a dip. The next guy I'm really looking at is probably A.J. Brown sitting there at 7K. Really did not get fed too much in the last game. It was very strange. He had that 49-yard touchdown run but didn't get a target until the fourth quarter. I don't really expect that to happen again. It was just a weird scenario where New Orleans shut him down for no reason and Tajay Sharp had just a game where he went ballistic. But they're still playing for something. So A.J. Brown sitting there at 7K is a guy like – guy I did not think I'd say I like Perriman. Um, 12 targets last week. The guy's going to get fed. Proud of UCF. Yeah, yeah. Well, they're, they're all four of them, they're in the NFL. Five. Brandon Marshall, represent. Not the Culpepper. Keep, continue, keep going. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, Perriman's in there at 6-7 is not a bad move. Um, interesting ones are Sutton going up against Oakland. I mean, Denver's not playing for anything, but Sutton's been fantastic all season long. Now he actually gets a good matchup here where – He's been a guy that's just been great. He got 10 targets last week, and I expect him to get double-digit targets again. He has the potential to go for two touchdowns. He is a big red zone target. Had an easy matchup versus Lions last week, but that game wasn't really that close. So they ended up running the ball almost 30 times in that game. Locked did throw 33, but I could see him throwing 33 again in this one. Oakland's still playing for something, and they're division rivals, so Broncos will probably try and make them look silly. Hamilton got involved in the offense last week, but I'm not really expecting that again. Um, Keenan Allen against KC, game where they're going to be throwing. Galladay against Green Bay. John Brown is probably not going to play, so I thought about him in Hilton, but if it looks like they're not going to play, I don't think they're guys that we really look at. On the cheap end, it's really just guys that are in the Tampa Bay offense, like Watson, who got 10 targets last week. And then Sims, who just went off for a monster game, uh, didn't really do the same once Allen got in there. But still, um, Sims is 4,700, getting a large volume of targets. Mangone, have you uh, sufficiently searched uh, Frank Gore Twitter? No, I, I can't figure it out. But I did find <laughs> out, apparently, if you tell Frank Gore, if you point out to him that he might not be a Hall of Famer, he gets really riled up, apparently. So that's what I found when my research. It, it didn't He's a Hall of Famer. Longevity. Yeah, not even close. I'm just yeah, telling yeah. you that I was searching articles. Uh, that I just that stumbled across my timeline. But, um, yeah, receiver, it's, it's the Julio Jones. It's the Michael Thomas show. Those are the two best guys there. And, like, those are two guys I want to look to, obviously, you know, consider getting in my lineups. Uh, if Will Fuller's out, DeAndre Hopkins, another guy I want to consider. Uh, you know, Jackson is back though, right? So that Tennessee secondary is a little bit better, but this is a game that obviously the Texans say they're playing for something. So, uh, yeah, uh, Hopkins is definitely someone that I want to consider there. And definitely like those are like the top guys. Uh, I'd rather kind of go down from there. I don't see anyone else that I really love. Uh, how about you, Dean? Is there anyone else that you like besides those top three? 
That's well. I mean, those are the obvious ones. I was kind of looking at Arizona. I thought Arizona might be interesting, and maybe like they would unleash Andy Isabella like week seventeen. Well, Who why would they do that when they can unleash Larry Fitzgerald maybe last football game, huh? Well, I mean, Fitzgerald's probably going to play too when he crushed last week and he played eighty seven percent of the snaps. And you know, you can't just play one receiver, right? Like that's not what they do. Is that one receiver one receiver sets? And Kirk did play ninety four percent of the snaps last week. I know, uh, you know, in the box score it didn't look like it. He he had zero catches. Five balls thrown his way for what it's worth. And I was just thinking, like, you know, and of course, the other guys are like Bird and Cooper and Isabella. And, you know, they have so many other guys that, you know, Isabella took 14% of the snaps. So I thought it'd be interesting if they changed things around, but that's probably not going to happen. I was looking for some cheapies, basically, and uh, I didn't find any. <laughs> it's, you know, Mango, as we talked about a pre show, it's Monday, and more information is going to come out as the week progresses and things will become more and more clear. Uh, how much did Sims get hiked up to? Because I know he was. 4,700. Where is he at? And Yahoo, he's 10 bucks last week and he crushed on Yahoo. The back to back weeks, he's been great. Is he still, he's 11 bucks, all the way up to $11 on Yahoo. There's your Yahoo special right now. What about some Jaguars wide receivers? You know, that's your, you, that's your specialty, the exact box of, uh, you know, the Chargers and the Jaguars. That's all yours. Go ahead and talk about it. I mean, Shark is still baby Shark with Minshew throwing to him. I mean, Minshew's been terrible. Conley's gotten 13 and 20 points in the last two weeks. Yeah, I, can get behind your, I, can your, I can get behind your Sutton call from earlier, but these Jaguars ones, I'm not. I'm not. I, mean, I agree. I'm, I'm, like I'm looking. We we have the largest games, the largest slate of the entire year. Um, but it's just nonsense, though. Yeah, it's interesting. I'm I, I'm looking. I'm trying to find this early on in the week. It's well, tough. While you're while you're looking at that, Grant, I, I want to ask Dean a question. What <laughs> odds would have you given me if I told you Odell Beckham Jr. is the same price as Cole Beasley? And Anthony Miller is a hundred dollars <laughs> more. What odds would you give me on that one? Well, my question would be, wait, does that mean like Cole Beasley is having a career year and Miller is resurging or like Beckham is just like, like on one leg now? Like which yeah. way would it, would it, would it have went? Like those guys just. I mean, there? you wouldn't have thought Cole Beasley was having, uh, worth OBJ range year <laughs> at all. It's just, it's just amazing. Like looking at this pricing is, uh, it is wild. Yeah. It's just a wild thing to see. So I'm just marveling at it and enjoying it. But, uh, I don't like it. was in the list, but I man gun. I gave it before in the pod. I'm not sure if you were listening, but it's worth reiterating, I suppose. Uh, all these guys need under a hundred yards receiving to crack a thousand. And that like, that means something to some people. And you're talking about bonuses. I'm sure a lot of guys have like thousand yard bonuses. Chark is one of them. Boyd, your boy, Boyd, uh, Kittle, Mike Williams, Beckham. Uh, AJ Brown and Scary Terry McLaurin, as well as Eckler, who we mentioned, he needs uh, 50 receiving yards, I believe. But go yeah. ahead, Megan. Every year, someone like makes that list. Like uh, I always find it, and like I'm just hoping the list comes out. Uh, so maybe I'll be no, the one to give a podcast. I literally gave the shout out earlier in the podcast. No, like, no, not not that list. The list of like who actually gets money for it. Like, oh uh, yeah, yeah. Know, someone goes and digs through the contracts. Like that, you know, I'm, I'm Levitan's probably on it. Yeah, like I'm not getting paid to do that. So uh, you know, I don't know. I'm not. <laughs> I'm gonna go through and do it. Like it's, it's probably a lot of work, but uh, yes. Uh, I'll retweet it when I find it for sure. Uh, well, I, hit the I sharp side up for those things, right? Oh yeah, for sure, definitely. That's a good call, man. I'm, uh, maybe I'll make a big list of player props. I'm gonna have to go down. You are getting paid to do this, actually. Well, yeah. well, actually, and yeah, maybe I am. So uh, <laughs> maybe I will go through and mess with it a little bit. But uh, yeah, the what's it called? The the one guy that we talked about. Where was that looking? Um, I don't know. I lost my train of thought here. Oh, one guy I wanted to mention was if DJ Moore is out. I know this matchup's terrible, but like, is Curtis Samuel interesting at 4.9K? Um, he was out a lot last week and obviously didn't have a good game, but I'm looking down at these cheap guys, right? Who are guys who are just going to be coming. 
Yeah, oh, I know. It's, it's not pretty, right? But I'm just trying to see, like, who are guys that are essentially going to be, like, number ones. Here's another guy who's been a number one and has two double-digit weeks in a row. Uh, that's Greg Ward. Uh, you know, Greg Ward is uh, 4.7K. That price, right? You look at the price tag and you're like, yeah, you know, it's kind of uncomfortable, but this is against the Giants. Like, the, he maybe didn't get priced up enough, in my opinion. So. The other part of that is that Ertz got hurt last week. He's got a fracture. He's got a rib. So he's questionable. We'll see. Stay tuned. Um Yep. You know, uh, and Philadelphia does have a, they have incentive to play, correct? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So, they have to, they have to win. Yeah. Ertz is going to play. Yeah, they'll shoot him up or something. Yeah. And then, and Fitzgerald, we talked about earlier. There, there could be some, uh, you know, narrative there with him. So yeah, just kind of like looking for those and, and riding those narratives out that those make a ton of sense. So yeah, um, that's kind of it there. I mean, I guess Lazard could be sort of kind of interesting. He got nine targets, uh, yeah, and I, he, he seems like he's going to be like one of those playoff heroes that's really cheap and like uh, crushes on like one of the slates. So uh, look out for him in the playoffs. I think he could be sort of kind of. John Ross had 13 targets. So check out his air yards. He had an epic number of air yards. I didn't get the actual number, but uh, there was several deep, uh, deep, deep throws his way. And that was a question we talked about in the Grinders Live as far as Ross and the matchup was great. We weren't really showing any snaps he was going to get, but he went deep. And of course they were chasing the, the whole back half of that game. They played basically the entire. You know, fourth, fifth quarter, I suppose, which doesn't make sense technically, but yeah, they had overtime obviously versus Miami. Uh, who has got the, the, the bylo model, Mango? Is that yours? Do you have that in front of you? The priority? Uh, that's probably not up yet, but I'll, I'll take a look and see if it is. If so, I'll, I'll give it the shout out if we, if I can find it. I, I mean, I guarantee he had the most air yards last week. Yeah, it was a big number. I know I saw it somewhere on Twitter, but, uh, yeah, so for sure you can play Ross in tournaments. Like he was coming back from injury and we didn't really know. Like what to project, what what to expect, but uh, you know, well, they've been kind of bringing him along slowly. Obviously, this is his third week, and he had a breakout week there against Miami. Maybe he closes strong, and uh, I'm fairly certain they officially ruled out uh, what's the receiver, AJ Brown. I forget the guy's He's name. He's on IR now. They Green. put him on IR. AJ Green. I'm okay, I'm, I'm looking at the air yards here. Um, it's a big number. I need the receiving ones. I was doing the passing ones. What am I doing? Yeah, well, uh, nonetheless. All right, I got it. Hold on, hold on. The top air yards for last week. John Ross, 283. Devontae Parker, 226. Julio Jones, 222. Brashad Perriman, 201. A guy in the mid-range in a good matchup that we didn't discuss yet is Michael Gallup, 194. Yeah, we didn't actually go over Dallas, which is interesting because they are playing for something. Mm-hmm. Cooper, Gallup, both have had massive, massive outings at many times this season. We know that Washington is not a great team. I, yeah, don't know how I glossed over them, but what's like, the mental state of Dallas? Is that like they look like a disaster, and they've had some drop passes? And I know we joked about it before, but like they were left in the tarmac for like hours after the game. I mean, their mental state can't be that they can't be completely destroyed because they yeah. win and Philly loses, they're in. Listen, if I if I told you though you're the Cowboys, right, and you said okay, like if you win this game, like you get another year of Jason Garrett, wouldn't you just be like, yeah, let's just <laughs> let's just fold over and this. No, Evan, we're done. We're not doing anything in the playoffs. Yeah. No, yeah, I mean, I think he's gone. Even if they do make the playoffs, because they'll probably lose first round. But like, I hope he's um, not. But like, I'm just saying, like hypothetical. Like if if you were, because I remember one time when I was uh, watching the Packers, like they won this like week 17 game when they had like a terrible team and like they made the playoffs, and I was like, you know, this is terrible. Because now I'm stuck with Mike McCarthy longer. And, uh, you know, 
now we're here at the, the spot where Mike McCarthy's gone and things are going well. So, uh, yeah, just I feel for Cowboys fans if somehow Jason Garrett's there another year because you don't really secretly want Garrett to stick around. You're not enjoying the clapper. Come on. No, man, I'm not. I'm not enjoying it. I'm. I want smart coaches, man. I want to enjoy like watching football. Like I'm sick of watching these garbage coaches. Like like Mike Zimmer. Like listen, I'm, oh. I'm a Packers fan, so I'm very happy. But on fourth and one, like he's just like you know, uh, you know, game, big game, games the line. You know, I'm gonna punt it away. Uh, we're not gonna go for it. Well, the opponents like. 40-yard line, it, whatever it was. In that spot, you're going for it, man. You, no, I'm you, say, no, I'm saying you should be fired in the spot right there. Oh, and, okay. then, and then he called a timeout to save the five yards Yeah, yeah. Well, well, you're supposed to have, like, a play drawn up, right? You're supposed Ugh. to have, like, that play that you've been saving, like, for this moment. And no, instead we're, let's just punt that bad boy away. And, and the next one was, like, fourth and 20, and, like, games, like, basically out of reach. Like, ah, we'll punt again. Why not? Let's just kick it away. Yeah. Uh, well, they just, they just surrendered at that point. Tight ends, guys. Um you know, jumping off the page is Higby for sure, without even a conversation. Uh, like, well, he got hurt last week, but he came back. He should be fine. He's gotten double-digit targets three weeks in a row. It's the old flow chart here against Arizona. Um, you know, people were talked about, well, well Everett's going to be back, so he's going to lose some. Nope. 89% of the snaps. Everett had 6% of the snaps. He's clearly the guy. Um, yeah, it's Higby, right, Grant? Um, Higby's one of the top options, but no, it's Goddard. Goddard's really good too. I agree. I like both those options. He's the only option in that Phillies pass offense in a game they have to win against a bad Giants don't, defense. Don't you dare disrespect Greg Ward. Man. Well, also Ertz may play. He's got a rib, and that might just. Be look, a he has a broken rib. I really doubt that he plays. The pain tolerance thing. They'll shoot him up. He's fine. Uh, I mean, is he going to be hampered a bit though? Well, I like, don't know. Play, it's Monday. I mean, he has a broken rib. He's going to be hampered. It's. You need some really, really, really good pain management stuff to. The NFL knows a guy. Yeah, it is true. Um, but Goddard still got 12 targets last week. He's still yeah. a guy that's heavily involved in this offense. It's not a bad matchup here. Then OJ Howard, uh, OJ Howard, Cameron Brait, they're two of the top options in this offense. They're going to be heavily involved again. They get a matchup versus Arizona that's not great versus the tight end. I like both of them. Um, Noah Fant going up against Oakland. <laughs> Why are you laughing at me again? Because you just have to say Noah Fant. You have like this nervous tick. It's just like saying Philip Rivers. I mean, <laughs> yeah. So I have to mention Gasecki again. How'd that turn out last? By week? the way, by the way, Gasecki is the number one tight end in air yards last week. But we're not playing him. I'm sorry. You Rob can, him. but it's the wing one, so you probably can't. Yeah, you really shouldn't. Um, no, no I just I just wanted to mention it because when I was looking at the air yards, I was like, oh, interesting. Number uh, number one tight end. Uh, who's the number two tight end? Anyone got a guess at that? We haven't mentioned him yet. As far as, uh, as Andrews? Um, at tight end. Hooper. Was it Andrews? Nope. Grant? Hooper. No, Hooper's up there. I think he was fourth. Uh, O.J. Howard, um, 4.3K. <laughs> Grant yeah. just God. mentioned him 30 ah, seconds ago. Ah, crap, I missed that. <laughs> All right, Travis clearly checked out on NFL, <laughs> no, at least no. on this podcast. I got the, I got distracted. My friend messaged me the you know, something about NBA. You're probably looking up who Emperor Palpatine was. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's from the Star Wars franchise. You've heard of, have you heard of Emperor Palpatine? You ever seen Star Wars, Trav? I hate you guys. The Force be with you. You wear this? 
All right, let's move back on to tight end. But have you seen Stakes Falls? I'm going to take over tight end here. I will take over and talk about it. Uh, I do think it's going to be a spot where we we would rather say that, right? Uh, that's what I want to try my best to do. Like I said, I think the guys that you mentioned in Goddard were, was great. Howard, he's obviously good. Um, Noah Fant actually makes sense this week. I'm definitely in on Noah Fant as an idea because, again, it's against the Raiders, right? And we like to attack the Raiders with the pass. So I think that he could be interesting. Um, I'm trying to see if like, uh, you know, Will Greer, I saw some tweets that maybe he was like going to just kind of check down to Greg Olson a ton. Uh, people were talking about it on Sunday, but he clearly didn't, right? Only five targets. Uh, I don't know. Are there any, any of these cheap tight ends here that we can go to that are going to be able to like fit like the team jam them in build? You guys got anyone? Uh, Darren Fells. Yeah, Darren, Darren Fells is not a fun roster. Um, <laughs> no, no, he is absolutely not. Um, I am just I'm just trying to find like who's gonna be like the jam them in guy, like the cheap option. Like all the guys you mentioned so far are pretty good. Like I said, Higby, the other two guys I mentioned, all all good plays. Uh you know, guys at the top are good. So too. Trav is just basically trying not to let on that he did not pay attention to this. Yeah, no, I, did, I did he won't I did. say any names. What, what names you, were you said? You mentioned Tyler Higby. I remember you talked about him at the very beginning and then you checked out. No, I'm just saying all the guys up there are good, but there, there's no standout, right? Like I'm did trying Grant to figure out, like, mention Hunter Henry, yes or no? Probably because he's a charger. Nope. Oh, jeez. There it is. Uh, but Hunter Henry, 4,500. <laughs> no, like, Kansas really City funnels targets to tight ends. I don't want to play Hunter Henry, man. That's. Well, you don't want him, but you want him to be on team jam him in. Yeah, but he, he's not like a jam him in play. A jam him in play is getting like one of these 3K guys. Like, I'm trying to see like who could be the guy that fits hmm. in there, right? Hayden Smith at 3-7. Yeah, Tyler Eifert's targets are 4, yeah. 5, and 8, but. Guys, yeah, Jason Witten. No. no. <laughs> <laughs> I'd rather roster Jason Witten's toupee than Jason Witten. I don't yeah, know how much I mean, that costs, I mean just, but... just having the conversation, like, in, in, unless we get news on someone, it sounds like we are, like, the guy that we're, like, stopping at is Noah Fant more than likely, right? Fant, and then it's like, how? Hey, I got an idea, not to cut you off there, uh, but Baltimore, we know they're going to be sitting guys. We know they have three tight ends. Hunter Hurst-Helmsley uh, and Nick Boyle. I don't know. Are those guys going to play? I got to play the guessing game of which one, though. Yeah. Well, I mean, we'll probably get Andrews as an active, so I think. That's some guessing. Both of them. They're probably going to run a similar offense with RG um, to an extent. Well, we we actually know exactly what offense they're going to run. They've literally – go back and look at all the RG fourth quarter times and see who was on the field more, Boyle or Hurst, and you'll kind of figure it out. You keep saying RG. I keep thinking Rotor Grinders offense. RG three. There you go. Yeah, I know. Yeah, <laughs> it took me a second. It's I don't know. There's there's nothing cheap that I'm in love with. This is uh this is not good for team jam them in right now. Um, that's like that's the, the end of the podcast. So at least uh, until we get into the nonsense, some would argue that was the, that was the nonsense. We'll, we'll play our game just in case we're around for the playoffs. <laughs> so we're gonna play the game. Is that what we're doing? Yeah, I don't see why not. But we don't. Well, wait, even if we're wrong, like don't we, we play the game and we still have to send a tweet, right? No. Uh, yeah, I mean. And what's the point? We we can't play the game and then there's like it, people people want to see the tweets, man. You gotta send it out before week one next year. Like, <laughs> yeah, I like the idea of sending it out after the first podcast next year. <laughs> but who knows? We might be doing this in the playoffs. That's a little presumptuous. But <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, who knows? Yeah. It'll still be around. You never know. <laughs> well, let's let's play the game. Obviously, let's let's get it. And I I I'm first pick, right? I'm the loser. Oh, you were yeah. the loser this week. That's right, Mango. And that's that's why people are still listening to the podcast. They want to hear your tweet this week. Yeah. Well, are you doing that first? Or are we doing the, the game? Which one's first here? Right. Let's what do the game first? All right. Well, I'm I'm taking Michael Thomas number one. 
Okay, I'll take CMC. All right, I'll take Jameis Winston as my quarterback because I'm one of them smart guys. And then I'm going Alvin Kamara. No, no, I'm going Julio Jones as my wide receiver. Who's that now? Julio Jones. I believe I'm going to take – who's the quarterback we were looking at? Case Keenum? (laughs) 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 So – Oh, I'm gonna. This is just to get uh, put a dagger through Mangone's heart. Uh, he, I've had him tilted all night, and this is one more tilt. This is the last of uh, the old straw. I know exactly. Yada, 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 yada. Yes, I know exactly right. what you're doing. Oh, it's your boy Devante. Give him to me. Oh no, that's not. What I thought you were. Doing. The, oh, Dean, wait, you know wait, that he already picked wide receiver. Oh, I didn't. I wasn't listening the first time. <laughs> what so, rookie was saying? What do you have, Dean, right now? I don't know. <laughs> he has CMC and okay, yeah, he's CMC, yeah, yeah. So he's CMC and Adams. That was a poor decision. So what you would have done, which was the dagger, and Grant were on the same page, and this is the guy I'm taking. It's Matt Ryan, correct? Yeah, Dean, I already picked a quarterback, so you were supposed to just based. Oh on the man, yeah, you, I don't play enough draft apparently. <laughs> you are a giant, giant donkey, and <laughs> I will go with a running back. Oh, um, unbelievable, man. I don't know. Running back is. I guess I'm going for a top end guy. And just taking points. Uh, you were probably, yeah, against the Redskins. I'm supposed to take Ezekiel Elliott, right? Feed Zeke to make the playoffs. That, that's what I'm supposed to do. Yeah, I mean, we'll, you could we'll, have it. We'll feed Zeke. Oh gosh, you idiot! I'm taking Aaron Jones. Wait, that's my pick. Doesn't matter. You're not picking a running back. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I mean, Aaron, Aaron Jones is my other pick. They're, they're both really good picks. <laughs> Yeah, I thought you. I thought you could pull the Vikings or something like that. I just wish I knew. Jam- I don't know if Jamal Williams is actually going to be out. That's the problem. If I knew Jamal was out, I probably would Aaron Jones. Oh, he suffered a shoulder injury. Dang it! Probably not good. Case Keenum's terrible at football, right, guys? Like, <laughs> I should not take him, but he's four point five k. It correlates with my Zeke Elliott play. Perfect. <laughs> you know, well, I RG three isn't. You know, I don't. I don't want him against Pittsburgh necessarily. I'm not too enthused. Philip Rivers just no. Can't take Philip Rivers because he's terrible. Um. Yeah, we're gonna save. Some, oh wait, let's let's play a guy that has some incentive. How about that? Has is Winston taken? Yes. He doesn't have any incentive. <laughs> he has incentive to get brought back last year, next year. Yeah, I suppose. But like, you know, if, if you're running up the score against Atlanta is what the bring back the Red time. Rocket that saved you last week. Oh man, I'm so mad at myself for getting off of Dalton. What a poor decision on my part. Uh, that wind, apparently, you can't throw the ball in wind. I was told science lied to me. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. It's unfortunate. It was a positive week, but it could have been much more fun. Um, I'm stalling. And should I either take one of the Tennessee-Houston quarterbacks? I feel like I should take one of those. This is like the worst part of the podcast. Dean, <laughs> Dude, I, just, I take just take Rodgers. Just take Rodgers. Oh, just to get Mangone? Yeah. Wait, won't, like, get, that won't get me. Like, what's it gonna? I don't know. You're a Packer fan. I have no idea. I mean, go uh, for it. I don't care. I'm going go to with take. Dak. No, I'm gonna take a. Oh, he doesn't have his receiver though, which is kind of bothering me. I'm gonna take Case Keenum. We gotta save some salary. I like it. I like it. So, oh, Mangone, you ready for your tweet? Sure. I mean, I hope it's, I hope it's, I kind of hope it's uh, a good one, but we'll see. It was a collaborative effort. I think we did a pretty good job in this one. 
I mean, it's all right, but uh, we, you have. We between, have several options. We, I'm not reading the middle one, by the way. Um, okay. Mom backed out, so I need a plus one for the upcoming RG Super Bowl party. Requirements: strong, soft hands, good listener, willing to console me through my night terrors. Cuddling a plus, small spoon preferred. Apply below if you're fit. If to see if we're fit. Headshots encouraged. All genders welcome. And then the second one is same basic thing all the way through uh, the end, which is we change to leave a fun fact below about yourself to help me choose you. All genders welcome. So that the, the second one, Mango, makes it seem like plausible and realistic, like you're actually genuinely asking. And we think we, you can get some fun reactions too, some fun facts. I'm definitely in on the uh, I'm in on the fun reactions. So uh, and 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 the I love the uh, this is definitely the spin of Grant. And this is when I told you last night, Dean, that, that Grant would Grant would make this tweet uh, pretty good. The, the mom backed out. Was that you, Grant? You, you oh, of that? course, it was me. That was good. The, uh, pretty much all this was me. Outside a good listener, Dean added. I, 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 the, that, that was a good touch on it. I, I started chuckling there at the, at the top. So, uh, yeah, that was a pretty good one. And yeah, I'm, I'm going to have to tweet this one out and yeah, let's get all the engagements, right? Let's get all the, uh, the fun and the action. And hopefully the people respond with some funny stuff too. Hopefully you guys are listening to respond with the good stuff and we can be back next week too. And, uh, you know, keep going with the tweets. Yeah. We don't know if we're back next week. And yeah. So, uh, if not, it's been fun. I've enjoyed it. Uh, oh, we have a couple people that won some prizes, right? Grant, what do you yeah. have for us? Oh, yeah. We have a question too, just in case. Do, do we? Do we? I don't know. Uh, yeah. Which one of us is the worst? Leave that. Oh. Explain why. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, so we're doing it. We're doing the roast session. Uh, if you're going to power rank, who's the, like, who's the worst? Who's the least tolerable? Oh, I'll gosh. be able to this yeah. is gonna ruin all our self confidence. Yeah, this could get this. I mean, I may as well just not show up and look at this because if it's just. I mean, me, let's I'll be honest. Out. Anyone that's listening this late into the podcast probably doesn't have too many horrible things to say about us. They probably like two of the three. Like, and it's, everybody's got a different answer. That, that's definitely be it. Like in most podcasts, everyone's like, ah, oh, two of these guys are great. I hate that. The other guy can just shut up for three the, seconds. The third one's always Dean, yeah. but that's beside the point. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, that, that, that is how it goes. Like there, you, you do get occasional three man boosts, but like you always got one that you're just like, you know, if he decided to just take the week off, I'm okay with it. Who's the booger in this booth? Basically, is what you're asking. Fair yeah, enough. it's definitely you. We all love booger. Actually, I'm gonna miss him. Actually, so uh, I, I think he had one miss? game of the playoffs too. What do you mean you're gonna miss him? He'll be back next year. I hope so. And we'll get him. We'll get him for one game in the playoffs for sure. Maybe two. Yeah, because Monday Night Football is uh, is done, no longer a thing, as we talked about. Uh, who who won last week, Grant? What do we have? It was Go Ducks, nineteen eighty six. Clearly, an Oregon Ducks fan, born in nineteen eighty six. Maybe they're a Mighty Ducks fan. Big Millie Best, Millie fan. That, that's actually the possibility. But yeah, he he guessed Lethal Weapon first, and because he said at the end, because what's better than Christmas and Gary Busey? <laughs> uh, which I love, Gary Busey. Do you really? Oh, uh, one of my favorite actors. He was fantastic in Under Siege, also a very underrated. Name a movie from the last 20 years he was fantastic in. The last 20 years? Yeah. Under Siege? No. It's oh. not even close. <laughs> I mean, you do realize that he had a traumatic brain injury. Okay, fair enough. Yes. I'm not I feel like that. that's an out. Um, <laughs> but I'm with Busey, uh, funny TV show. He's basically his guy loved Loved Gary Busey and I always wanted to do a TV show with him. And Gary Busey's, he's an interesting fellow. He was a baseball player in that movie with like the kid, like he like broke his arm or whatever. Wasn't he in that movie where it, it, it healed and all of a sudden he had like his perfect arm. He was like a great pitcher at like 12 years old pitching in the majors. 
Wasn't that him? Oh, gosh, Rookie of the Year? Yes, that's it. <laughs> Thank you. But like, no, nobody ever looks at Gary Busey and says, yeah, that guy looks like a third baseman. But, uh, all right. I you mean, know, just Dorn. such a fantastic – his son's a good actor, too. No. Come on, stop it. Really? Oh, uh, yeah. What about um, Starship Troopers? Fantastic movie. He was also in, uh, what's it called? Super Troopers? He's in a lot of Trooper movies. Anything Troopers. That's a special thing. He's in all the Trooper movies. Kind of a niche actor. Uh, Gary Busey was in Ginger Dead Man. Ginger Dead Man? Yes. Which I actually watched back in 2005. I think he was the voice. All this talking, Mango, do you know who Gary Busey is? Probably not. You shouldn't. That's why I'm checked out here. He was also in Piranha's 3 Double D. No, it's not called three double D. That's not that's not right. You're yeah, having fun. I think when was his actual It's called three D, I believe. I believe his motorcycle accident was twenty years ago. So that's kind of why um his career took a distinct turn, basically, is what you're saying. Yeah. Well, that's the podcast, boys. Anything to say to the people, Mangone? Do you want to lobby to like make sure you're not like in the comments, or you're fine? Just if you no. Can. I mean, if I'm in the comments, cool. No, no big deal, man. Uh, you know, it's good to have haters, man. You're doing something right, I guess. Uh, but, Guys, Trav's uh, already tilted, so make sure you come at him hard. I, I do want to say, like, if you if you want us back, man, like at the Bach, man, like fight for us. Be like, hey, you know, we want we want to <laughs> you know we want to hear Dean and Grant and Mango. We want all the tweets and consequences. We want all the good stuff. We want all the good analysis. The Chargers are in the playoffs, but Grant will find a way to find a new team. To cheer on. So uh, hit up Dan Bach, man. Just him with all the ads and, uh, you know, demand us to be back. Grant's going to be like Big T. He has like six playoff teams. Like anybody who advances, that's my team. <laughs> that's oh, my I mean, team. I, it's, it's, it's pretty much the Seahawks every year than anyone who's playing the Patriots. Do, do we pick a Super Bowl winner here? Or like who's going to make it each side and a winner uh, just in case? Or we, we, we'll, we'll do that next week if we make it back. I, I mean, I guess, I guess we can. Right. I mean, guys, if you want to stop listening, go ahead. <laughs> Well, it could have stopped to be fair about an hour ago. I'm yeah. waiting. I'm waiting for closing time to be played. Then, then, then I'll be out of here. But uh, Dean, who do you got? Who's your Who's your two teams making it and winning it? You got one? Um, New England. Oh, that's, oh that's gosh, gross. New England won't win a game. Yeah, I'm, I'm out on New England. <laughs> They're not. I want to Baltimore. So it's a hedge. That's a, that's an emotional hedge. I, I prefer Baltimore. Like shout out to Baltimore. They've they've gone from being the worst team, like the most unwatchable team. In, in football, like not the worst, but the most unwatchable to the most enjoyable team to watch. So thank you, Baltimore. We appreciate you all, Jay. Yeah. Right, who, um, who, who you got, Grant? Um, I'm going Baltimore up against the Saints, and the Saints win. Okay, I I go with Casey. I that was one uh, I saw Big T tweeted it today, and I was like, man, that's the one that I've been feeling too. I I just worry about them having to play the the Patriots and the Ravens twice. Uh, the Patriots aren't very good. I know. That's the thing. I don't think the Patriots are that good, so I think they can take them out easy. I am. Are you going to laugh at me there, Dean? No, I just realized I only picked New England, and you guys wouldn't let me pick an NFC team. Like, that was well, it. Well, that was well, who's your, who's your NFC team? I got the Chiefs. Who's your NFC team? I think it's New Orleans. I think New Orleans wins the whole deal. Yeah, I, I like New Orleans as a pick, too. Like, that's the other one I'm kind of leaning, but I'm going to be a homer and just say Green Bay because I, I thought if they win this game, then they win the Detroit, and they can get, like, the home field. That'll be big for them. So, uh yeah, I thought the bye would be helpful, too, for them. So, yeah, give, me, uh, give, me, give me Packers and Kansas City. Taysom Hill gets the game-winning touchdown in the Super Bowl, too, just so you all know. All right. Well, you better bet it at the, at the RG Super Bowl party. Do you think you Drew Brees retires if they win the Super Bowl? No. Well, well, you do realize that he's only a year and a half younger than Brady. Yeah, I, I watched him play in college. I'm dating myself. But, yeah, I know he's not that old. But he doesn't need yeah, to. Yeah, well, you were 50 years old when he was in college. Yeah, I, I was like Van Wilder in year, like, 13 <laughs> when I saw him in college. 
Um, yeah, there you go. We, we're done. Is this it? We're done with the podcast, boys? False. We had like three false goodbyes. This is an official goodbye? I, I guess. Maybe. <laughs> we'll be back next week. Who knows? Maybe, yeah, maybe we'll be back next week. If not, again, enjoy your holidays. Enjoy your Christmas. Have a good time. Enjoy your day off on Tuesday. Well, I'm presuming there's no basketball. We have a day off, if nothing else, I, I imagine. Uh, and again, Yahoo, our sponsor. Thank you to Yahoo. And do Guys, get, if you are still listening, get in that tournament right now on Yahoo. Last, yeah. Like during Black Friday, it filled very quickly. Massive overlay, guaranteed. It's literally, if you want this podcast to be useful to you in any way, <laughs> we are making you essentially $70 by telling you to enter this pop, this contest. Max Enter is only 20, by the way, for what it's worth. So if you're afraid yeah. of like somebody hitting like a thousand times or a hundred times, whatever it is, it's only 20 entries. Uh, I hit 20, I know man going to 20, and I assume Grant's going to do it as yeah, well. I already did it. I did it when we talked earlier. There you go. Yeah. I mean, you just got to get in there when they're giving what there's, you can't find overlay these days when you find it, you got to pounce and take advantage of it. And again, it's a hundred, they're giving away 50 K. I think it's 33% overlay, which is just amazing. Uh, all right. That's the podcast. We appreciate y'all for uh, listening to the show. Hopefully uh, you enjoyed our nonsense or our distribution of nonsense, nonsense to, uh, you know, break it down. Because again, this is the first podcast to listen to DFS, not the last podcast to listen to. He's Van Gogh he's Grant for the last time. I'm Dean. I think it's the last time we shall see. Enjoy your, uh, enjoy your holidays. Enjoy week 17. Enjoy NFL. We're out of here. Holler. At Metro, the best deal in wireless is on. Switch to Metro and get one full Amazon Prime membership included every month. Plus, get two free phones from top brands like Samsung and LG with huge HD screens. All with two lines for just 90 bucks. That's the best deal in wireless, only at Metro. Plus sales tax and activation fee. Requires port and of eligible number not currently active on T-Mobile Network or active on Metro in past 90 days. Limit four per account or household. Offer subject to change. Offer valid for new Amazon Prime members. Amazon Prime has a $12.99 per month value. Restrictions apply. See store for details and terms and conditions.